Hello, and welcome to Constructing Comics, episode 327, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Brendan Knight and Max Davenport, comics creator and the team on Tyrant Fall, coming soon to Kickstarter. This is Matt, and I'm joined by Constructing Comics co-host Noah. Hey there. Brandon, thanks so much for, for coming back uh, on the podcast. We're going to lead off with you. Um, and if you could give us the two things we normally have to start off a podcast uh, interview, we, we ask for the, uh, the quick bio and the elevator pitch. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm Brennan Knight. I'm a, a comic book writer and writer of prose as well. Um, you know, I've I wrote Tyrant Fall number one. I've uh, written several shorts and a mini series called Mental Cases, uh, as well as a, fan- a historical fantasy novel called The Lamplighter. Uh, but we're here to talk about Tyrant Fall. Uh, and Tyrant Fall is a, a kung fu fantasy story about a rebel warrior who's forced to choose between avenging her, fa- her slain family and saving this strange elven child who may or may not have the power to free the world from tyranny. And it's, it's very inspired by Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Heavy Metal Magazine. Very cool. And Max, how about a, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, my name is Max Davenport. I'm an artist and art teacher. Uh, um, when I'm not teaching, I am pumping out the comics. And uh, I was fortunate enough, a uh, couple, two, two or three, I, I don't know how long it's been, Brennan, but uh, yeah. two, two or three years ago, um, Brennan reached out to me and uh, got me uh, lined up for a, a little short that eventually turned into Tyrant Fall 1. And uh, we've been kicking butt with that ever since. Um, I've got some other stuff uh, out in the wild. Uh, I've done some some covers for uh, uh, IDW with some of their D&D books, uh, designed some characters over there. But mostly uh, I've been in the indie space um, pretty recently. Very cool. Uh, Noah, Very do you cool. want to lead us off with the uh, the first question for the, for the guys? Yeah, first of all, uh, Tyron Fall last year was definitely a highlight of my comics reading. Um, just had a fun time reading it. It was, but what I wasn't expecting was sort of how heavy it was on the lore and world building in the first issue. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to talk to, yeah, Brennan about like, is that, was that something where you just sort of like needed to sort of get that out there just so people understood the rules of the world and then you can sort of focus more on the action and next issues, or are you still going to continue building out the world, the characters, the history and everything like that in, in issue two? Yeah. So actually it's, it's funny. Well, Max mentioned, you know, how we, you know, got together for the short story that became Tyrant Fall. And part of the experiment of writing that original short was like, how much world building can I kind of put into a story without really bogging it down? Like, how much, how much can I organically include in conversation and whatnot? And that I just, that just kind of bled into what became the full first issue um in two uh there's it's there's going to be i would i would say about the same like it's going to introduce some new characters for sure um i will say 
as far as like the rules of the world go, I wouldn't say there's as many. There's one key one that comes up, but not as many as that were introduced in the first issue. Awesome. And my next question for Max is um, uh, the bone motorcycle. Uh, that looks like the most frustrating and difficult thing to draw ever. Did you have fun or did it like drive you insane drawing that on multiple panels <laughs> on, on every on multiple pages? Um, I actually had a, a lot of fun with that. Um, Brennan sent me the reference for that thing when, when we were, you know, talking about first steps for the issue. And I was kind of bummed that it was, it didn't turn up till sort of the end of that little, uh, that little short because I was very eager to draw it. Um, a lot of my art background is in uh, technical drawing. Um, so things like motorcycles and vehicles and things like that are a little bit more in my wheelhouse than not. Um, the, the thing that really frustrates me is uh, uh, cityscapes. That can be tough. Uh, <laughs> which that has to be nice working in a fantasy world. Um, or is it, do you try to push yourself with even then, like, you know, to, 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 to do something a little more difficult when it comes to more fantasy architecture? Um, it's definitely been, been nice in, in Tyrant Fall uh, because uh, Brennan has sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, Brennan, but I feel like you've gone out of your way to, to take it easy on me with the backgrounds. <laughs> um, but when they do pop up, I try and, you know, I, I try to put as much into them as everything else. Um, the first issue had, uh, was that 11 pages of fight scene? And it was all in like this pretty sparsely appointed throne room. Um, mm-hmm. So that was, that was, that was nice, not just from a drawing perspective, but, but it was smart from a sort of a direction standpoint because you can, then all your imagery can focus on the, the movement of the figures rather than the, the detail in the background, which I honestly have a hard time like uh, parsing out. Like, you know, I'll, I'll read comics sometimes and uh, we'll get one good background shot for a scene and then it's like the artist forgot about it. And I'm always scared that I'll, I'll draw a background and then like it'll just disappear. So I tend to like push myself in the other direction and I feel like I end up overburdening scenes sometimes with like, oh, I can't forget to get this little background detail in just the right spot this time and, and next time and the next time. And uh, so yeah, the, the background's entire fault and uh, mercifully uh, chosen. Very yeah, cool to hear that. It's, uh, if it, it's funny that, because it's funny that Max is giving me so much credit for going easy on him because there's there's <laughs> been several panels where I, as I'm like writing the description, I'm like, God, this is going to be the one where Max goes, no, no, I'm not going to draw this. This is, what are you doing? Stop. Mercy. <laughs> Never. Yeah. Kill me with your words, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, you know, we're getting together here to talk about the, the upcoming Kickstarter for, for issue two. Mm-hmm. Um, and you mentioned that, uh, you know, this started off as a short story. Uh, we have Tyrant Fall 1. Uh, we're talking about Tyrant Fall 2. Has the uh, process changed over time? You know, communication, um, how much Max is showing Brennan, 
um, and, and stuff like that. Uh, short story issue one going into issue two. Have, have things changed over time? Um, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. not to say I ever really dis, I, this is going to come off bad at first. It gets better. Not that I ever distrusted Max, mm-hmm. but it's definitely that since we've got issue one mm-hmm. in the bag and we, we, you know, we established that, you know, uh, repartee, the, the, the dialogue between us and we've from the start we both were like you know don't be afraid to like say no or don't like let's be honest with each other because if we're dishonest with each other at all that will just that will hurt the project in the end um so we we're open with with each other we you know we discuss stuff um like you know panel layouts uh max is not afraid to to be like hey you know you describe this page with this many panels and whatnot, uh, I, I added a panel. I took away a panel because I felt it, it flowed better, you know, this way. Mm-hmm. And I, I very much always ask like, hey, you know, why did you do this? Not like in like a, a challenging way, but like inform me because, you know, I'm good with words, not with pictures. So it helps me understand the process at just as a whole. Yeah. So yeah, it's just, a, there's, a, there's a good bit of trust from, that first issue, the first Kickstarter and all that. And that just, just continues on into this next one. Yeah. I, I feel like, um, you know, we are co-creators and, uh, as a result, <clears throat> no one decision should be unilateral. Um, mm-hmm. so I, I feel like it's important to, um, always like, you know, if Brennan has something that he wants to change, like to ask me or if I have something that I want to change ask him and we can have a dialogue about that and my my background um where I went to school we very much were trained in like the sort of uh professional like correspondence like grunt work where you you know you, you figure out all the the terms of the agreement and uh you you figure out like your layouts and your thumbnails first and that's where you get all your your talking and your thinking done and then um because you know like i i send brennan the the layouts that i sent him are at like almost like a i don't know the percentage maybe like a third of the size and everything's drawn very very roughly uh and then we we take like ideally layouts and approval takes like about a week and so um that's where we have all those discussions and because everything is is rough and you know kind of drawn in a matter of minutes rather than hours uh if we need to change something like no problem super easy uh and um then when it comes time for the final art we have like smooth sailing basically Max, mm-hmm. are, Max, are you all, uh, all digital? No, uh, I am. It's it's sort of a hybrid method. I'll start with thumbnails, uh, and th- this is maybe the thing that changes the most. I'll I'll play with like how how this happens. Like we did some character designs for this issue traditionally, but typically I, I I'd have done character designs digitally. But my my workflow for figuring out. Uh, pages is i'll start with a traditional layouts about a quarter a third of the size of the final art on paper uh i'll scan those send them over to brennan and then if any adjustments need to be made i'll either 
erase them and redraw them if it's easy enough or if I need to like resize something, I'll just like, you know, scale and transform in Photoshop. Okay. Uh, and then I'll sort of make my adjustments digitally that I need to. I'll blow it up to full size, that, that same rough pencil drawing print it out and uh, I'll do some layout magic in Clip Studio, which by the way, I don't know if uh, you guys draw, but I figured out that I can print all of my panel borders on my computer and I don't have to spend like half an hour just drawing panel borders, which is the worst and very tough on my microns. Um, <laughs> So I, uh, yeah, I'll print out uh, the panel borders on my final sheet and I'll print out the, the roughs on like a 11 by 17 printer paper. And then I'll light box the roughs right onto the, the final board. Oh, that's, that's real, that's really cool. I, uh, you know, it seems a lot of times is if you're a hybrid, you, you start, you know, one sense, um, you know, probably pen on paper and then you go digital, but it sounds like you kind of go paper, digital paper, you know, all that kind of, you know, back and forth, which is a really cool sort of way to hear it uh, being done. Yeah, there's, there's no one right way to do it. I have, I have a friend of mine who's like, he's always harping on me to like, just do 100% of the layouts digitally. Mm -hmm. um, and like, I kind of want to, because I, I see the value in that, but it, it's such a big time sink to like change your your process yeah. that much i'd need to take a real break to do that um it's just so much easier for you to jump in like right with a pencil cool no a uh, question for the guys yeah um you talked about a lot about like what you learned from the last issue and then things like that um one thing that i was really impressed about was your turnaround because uh last year you guys didn't have the first issue finished when you went to kickstarter correct and uh, yeah, but you guys got it like you you did it a year ago, like in March, and then you had it finished and ready to go by June. Is you, mm -hmm. Are you guys operating on a similar time right now or uh, are you guys ahead of schedule? Like what's what's uh, what, what where's the book at right now? It is. Uh, well, Max is currently in the process of penciling and inking. He has got five pages done. Um, and then, yeah, we're going to it's we're the process we did last year, we are going to do it again. It might be a little faster. I believe last year, our colorist Roman, he could only start like a little later in like the timeline than, uh, than we, uh, than we wanted. I mean, not to blame him. Roman is, is coloring, you know, Batman issues. And so it's like, you know, please take your time come come to us when you can <laughs> bring your talents when you can we appreciate it um so yes yeah, so, it's it's but, so cool to see some of the books that he's been on since working um, with us by the way i just gotta say and that's uh, awesome yeah another another quick on that similar note is it's when i contacted them this year i was like uh again it's like man is roman gonna say no because he's a he's a big hot shot batman colorist now it's like i wouldn't blame him because you know when you're up there, why come back down to the trenches a little bit? But then he was all all bored for it. I was like, thank you. Oh man, it's so exciting. Um, but no, so go back to the process. Yeah, so issue one, we're, issue one and issue two are gonna follow a same, similar kind of uh, production timeline. 
Um, you know, Max is going to pencil and ink pages. Uh, I'm going to send them to Roman in bunches. He'll color them. And then as we get those done, then we kind of just send them off to, uh, to Rob and the, uh, the letterer. And it's in each step, you know, me and Max, well, for the art, especially me and Max are both reviewing it, uh, making sure everything looks good. And then letters, I'm, I'm pr pretty much just solo reviewing because I'm just like, Hey, move this out of the way of this thing out of the art, or, Oh, can you like condense this, move this? Um, but yeah, it's, it becomes, once we really start get starting to get rolling, uh, it becomes very machine. Like, you know, we just, mm -hmm. Max gets, gets a page in. I review, we review, if there's any changes, we talk about it. Then it's like, okay, cool. Got a bunch of them, send them to Roman. Okay. Roman gets them all colored. We review them. Hey, could you change this color? Could you change that? You do this, the book, then boom. And then, then to Rob. So it's very machine-like and that's kind of how I wanted it to go, especially for my first Kickstarter ever last year. So I was like, I, I don't want this to book to be even like a smidge late, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and uh, and Max is that. Yeah, I can't remember if you said last year. Do you sort of thrive under having that tight of a deadline, or do you? Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's good. That's good to know. No, but yeah, I, I I have ironically, I I have procrastination issues, and uh, so if I have like a solid deadline, uh, it gives me something to work towards, um, and like a a solid. Uh, you know, goal to hit. So I, I, I appreciate all that. And, you know, it, it just makes all the logistics that much easier to figure out when everybody's on the same page with, you know, this has to be done by X, Y, or Z date. Yeah. And, and Brennan, are you revising the script? You know, after you, after, since Max done five pages, are you revising the script up until he starts working again? Uh, no, so the script is, is basically done. The only point I would ever like really revise it is if, you know, you know, at like late in the art process before it gets to Rob, I'm like looking and I'm like, hmm, you know, it's that classic thing like, oh, this panel either tells more than I thought it did when I was writing it out. So I can like cut down some of the dialogue here or there or whatever, or it's not mm. telling enough. Um, I'm just, you know, part of me is just assuming that like the connections being made where I'm like, oh wait, that's a connection that I can make because I know the story, but the reader won't be able to make. So seeing it on, like seeing the art on a page will sometimes help me, like uh, inspire me to make certain changes. Um, ne never anything big, uh, but pretty much going into it, it's, you know, the script is, is done. Mm-hmm. That's nice yeah. to know then. And have you started like writing like further issues then as well? Yeah, I actually, I started working on, I've been working on issue three. I did a very rough first, I don't even call it a first draft. It's like a half draft and I've got it done. And I was like, cool, I'm going to let this sit for a little bit and come back to it um, because there's like stuff in there that needs to percolate in the back of my mind before I can like, really figure it out and move on awesome 
so working on three, do you have a, like a overall series uh, Bible, uh, something that, that you're working to, or is it sort of, you know, two wishes in a little open-ended? So, uh, yeah, I have a, so when me and Max, when we started to work on this before, after this short story and before the Kickstarter for one, you know, we had been going back and forth talking about the project and I came up with a like 32 to 36 issue outline and then uh, I cut it back. We uh, had conversations between us and with some other like professionals and they were like, just focus on five issues first. Mm-hmm. So luckily I could go back the five issues I so then I, you know, basically I went back. I didn't have to change too much of the five issues in the outline to isolate them. I did have to move some, some world building stuff into like, into the issues that I was like kind of holding off on, but I was like, well, without it, these won't make sense. Like mm-hmm. if, if, if it only runs for five issues, then it will be lesser for it. So I had to scoot some, world building stuff in just enough to be like, hey, this is how these kind of things work. These are who these characters are and what they mean. Um, But yeah, so I do have an outline for five issues and then the next 27 issues after that. (laughs) Wow, that's uh, very ambitious. Damn. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Max, how do you feel about that? I love it. Yeah. Um, awesome. I, I, on a ser- on a little more serious note, I do like I do like that Brennan has like this this goal in mind uh, for like way down the line. There's like this suggestion that there's this greater structure that we're working within. It makes me feel very safe um, and secure in Brennan's hands. <laughs> like a little baby, I hold you. <laughs> 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 be my Mandalorian friend. <laughs> so um if if we're done with the, the the story part and the collaborative part um and i want to check in with noah or if you guys have anything to add um i was going to talk a little bit about crowdfunding but is there any storytelling art uh questions that we have here well real quick actually if you guys i know this is an audio medium but if you guys want to check your mail your gmail inboxes real fast <laughs> oh, okay like christmas yeah. yeah you might you might you might see something Woo, a little, a little, little christmas treat. yeah a little treat for you guys very cool oh my god excited oh oh yeah nice um oh that's beautiful man <laughs> yeah uh, we got damn first- max <laughs> <laughs> Shit, the first page. I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot, but the first page is astounding. <laughs> Thank and you. It just gets crazier from there. Oh my god. Yeah, we got some great visuals in, in the, those first five. Um, yeah. I was uh, I was super thrilled to see the kind of stuff Brennan was setting me up for. And there's like there's so many. You know, we don't we don't have letters on here yet, but there's there's so many great character moments. Um, where the, the way Brennan writes these characters are just, it's so fun to to draw them uh, emoting these things. Um, I can't wait for the 
the the uh, the finished um, what's the word product. I can't wait for for page five to be in print and we can see what that last moment on page five is all about. See everything in context. Yeah. And I'm looking at, I mean, obviously you've talked about your manga influences and it's like, you got some Dragon Ball Z, but there's also like uh, some quietly going on. Uh, yeah, I get that. Max, right? so often. Yeah. yeah. Is he it's weird because I've that... never really looked a ton at okay. quietly, but I think quietly and I uh, share a lot of the same influences. I mean, I'm, I'm aware of his work. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are you more of a Darrow? Are you more of a Jeff Darrow kind of guy, or like more? Yeah, Darrow, Scrochi, 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 Scrochi. Yeah, yeah. Um, and Mobius. Um, yeah, I was gonna kinda... say Mobius, but that that was kind of obvious, and I was like, okay, maybe I can go a little more specific. But yeah, Mobius, I can definitely see. Yeah, all those guys, Philippe Drouet, uh, that lean Claire thing with my own little spin. David Finch is actually a huge inspiration. Um, when I when I started taking comics seriously he was one of the artists i was looking at a lot and it was actually through david finch that i got turned on to mobius mm -hmm. so i've kind of moved away from finch a little bit stylistically but the, his dna is in there for sure amazing do you use a, a like a jelly pen for like the white highlights on like the solid blacks or are you just like what, what do you use for those i try to stay away from whiteout when i can um like I, I prefer to let the the white of the paper come through for the black areas it, okay. it gets i feel like i can get like a finer line that way but i'm by no means um opposed to the the white pens and i do use a uh uniball sino nice yeah your the foreshortening on these pages is a dynamic as always so excited Thank to you. see more of this issue and Brian, I guess your stuff's good too. I mean, you helped create the world and whatever, but, but <laughs> no, seriously, Brian, like the world you've created is amazing. So it's yeah. really cool. And I'm excited to be, to dive back into it. Both well, and these, awesome. and these images don't happen without Brennan's fantastic word craft. Like, you know, I, yeah. I, I am basically a pair of hands uh, and Brennan gives me all these awesome ideas to, uh, put my hands to work with um and so it, it's very much a collaborative uh like effort for sure yeah no brennan the yeah the like the the first issue really what drives that forward like i brought up my question is how much you're doing building the world and the characters at the same time while having kick-ass action sequences and that's a lot to do in a first issue and you pulled it off really well Oh, thank uh, you. Can't wait to see what you do with this issue too, man. Yeah. It's going to be good. I, I think uh, with, with issue two, without getting too specific, we do have some, some more like character moments, which I, I'm also excited for. Fighting scenes are great, but uh, my absolute favorite thing is to draw is like subtle, like little acting moments playing around with faces. Uh, and we have, we have a, uh, a little more opportunity to explore some of that stuff with some of these characters. And you, you definitely get more of an emotional um, look at who these people are this time, which is cool. That's yeah, awesome. That is cool. 
So if I remember correctly, um, the the Kickstarter for, for issue one was was a bit of a uh, race to the to the finish. Was was that correct? Yeah, it was a bit of a race to the finish. It was pretty close, but we got there. Yeah. Yeah. So with that experience, was there anything um, that you may be telling yourself before you hit the launch button or, you know, there's, there's a pre-launch page um, currently up. So I'm sure you're, you're trying to drive traffic there and sort of see the, the, the counts go on. But is, is there anything you're sort of telling yourself or, or trying to prepare yourself for after that first experience? Um, yeah. So one thing that when I definitely walked away from and I think, well, from the first one, it was two part. It was one, like, it's kind of endurance in two senses. One was like, uh, I'm not usually one who, I'm not, I'm rarely post on social media. Uh, I, as a, as an introvert, I sometimes find it very exhausting just Mm -hmm. to post like, so like the first Kickstarter during the, when the, the campaign was live and I was, you know, trying to tweet like, at least three times three like basically like it was a very modest goal three tweets a day with like a retweet on each between them Mm -hmm. um to just try to get eyes on it and like and even then i thought well one i thought that was in itself a modest endeavor because uh while i was you know while i was tweeting and everything and during the campaign and after the campaign I would be, you know, going through Twitter and be like, man, you know, I follow a lot of artists on here and then they follow it. And so I, sometimes I don't see people like posting announcements, like things that people have, uh, have done. I'll be like, yeah. wait, w- where was this? And I'm just now hearing about this. Um, and so that made me like really consider like, wait a minute, like if I'm experiencing this, other people are definitely experiencing this. So that means like, I have to be pumping out these these this outreach to get eyes on it and to get so there's that where it's like i you know how much am i tweeting per day making sure i keep that pace up throughout because in the last campaign you know my first first week was like i was on there i was on twitter like every day i was posting something original was coming up i was like you know, maybe not like wholly original, but it was twists on the same basic message. So it mm-hmm. wasn't the exact same words. Second week, a little less so. Third week, I like kind of like just was like the bare minimum of those three tweets a day with the retweet in the middle. And then fourth week, I had to pick it back up again because I was like, oh God, we're reaching the, you know, the end of it. You know, got to get the word out there again. Yeah. Um, so definitely keep like increase the pace, keep that pace up. Um, yeah, that was, that was the biggest thing for, uh, for me and that I'm taking away and moving on with that to the next campaign. Awesome. Yeah, it, it, it can be, uh, it can be a, uh, trying time to, to be in the middle of a Kickstarter, um what about sort of that that dreaded dead zone how are how are you guys handling handling that you know most kickstarters we all experience this spike at the end flat line in the middle and then a spike uh right before uh closing time but how do you handle that sort of middle stretch where things don't seem to be happening <laughs> oddly enough if uh i that was the 
unrelatedly, that was the best I was sleeping during the whole campaign yeah. because like <laughs> the first week I was such, like I was so nervous and stressed. Like it, I w- wasn't sleeping. I had a hard time eating. I was just so constantly stressed. And so I think that also contributed to my like lack of outreach in that third week. It was like, my body was like, okay, you know, you're doing okay. Like the, the you know, it's, you kind of, I, I had expected that lull in the middle yeah. there. And I was like, okay, so you're doing, you're trending in the right direction. Um, and your body, we need to sleep. I need to sleep. This is, this is, <laughs> cannot, I cannot sustain this any longer. I need to shut down for a little bit. So, yeah. So oddly enough, that lull section was um, a break, a mental break for me. But, you know, I, I expect it every time. I expect it this time around that we're going to have that third week, like, you know, maybe $200 come in yeah. in the whole week. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. 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 I, uh, I'm having run the first one now, I, and having watched it succeed, um, I, I am feeling much better about the, the second go around and feeling much better about my own handling of it. I was just as nervous and on edge as anyone else, um, mm-hmm. watching it that first week. I was definitely one of those refreshed all the time. but um but uh this time i feel like we're we you know we've got a a modest fan base uh we can count on a number of those people returning um and uh we've got like you know some momentum now it's i'm 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 pretty I'm pretty confident. And I, I, I also think I'll be able to handle that dead zone a little bit better this time. Like having been through it once, understanding yeah. that there is a sort of a, a push at the beginning and the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, and, and Max, are you like mostly active on like IG, like pro, uh, uh, posting like works in progress or maybe, uh, you know, a different por- uh, panel or a portion of a panel uh, each, each day or so? Is that your method um i i can only really handle one social media platform at a time it seems um and it would seem that i've shifted more of my activity over to twitter these days i feel like i just get more engagement there okay Uh, Okay. but i do i do still post on instagram um but uh you know you you post something you've worked hard on and uh four hours later it's got like five likes and it's it's hard to justify the time involved yeah so i I tend to be more on twitter these days okay well i guess you know with a series this being uh you know one and two uh the the returning audience this time should hopefully be something that that is that is helpful you know you had to build that for the first one or maybe bring that from other projects but you know with this one um being the second issue hopefully some of that momentum the 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 base from the the first issue will come with you yeah hopefully and we uh i we both hit up some conventions after the kickstarter and i know i was uh selling and handing out uh copies of the the first issue to all kinds of people so i would hope that that had some kind of effect 
Yeah. Yeah. Building up so, hype. Yeah, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't get to. Uh, Max already answered my uh, question about uh, if you're a every thirty second refresher, um, and he's 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 right oh, on no. with us, Noah. Did Yay. I did I jump the gun? I, no, I've no, been no, no, no. Okay. We I've are been listening to you guys just, a lot since since our first appearance, and uh, uh, I no, no. I guess I kind of just like intuited that the question was coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we <laughs> are. Uh, yeah, we're insane. Obsessive, insane people. Yeah, cool. Nice. So um, let's let's do this. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about where we're most active. Um, so, uh, Brennan, you want to tell people where they can follow you to to stay up to date with this project, stuff that's happening in the future. Yeah. So Twitter, just like Max, I'm mostly on Twitter uh, with my handle being Vanitas Knight. V A N I T A S. And then K N I G H T, my last name. Mm. Oh, pardon me. I drank something. Uh, I do, I'm starting to get a little more active on Instagram, but that's like saying one post a, from one <laughs> post a month to two posts a month, you know, kind of thing. But uh, okay. I'm trying to get more active on there. And on Instagram, I'm uh, just, I believe, yeah, C Brennan Knight. So the letter C, Brennan. B R E N N A N and then K N I G H T. So, trying to get more active on there as well. Cool. Well, I'm going to link to to both of those in the in the show note. Max, uh, do you want to give out your your handles? Yeah. Thanks. So I'm Max Davenport Yo uh, on everything: um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, is there another one? I think there's another one. Reddit. Is there, a, is there a, a TikTok stretch goal if uh, we could we could make you do some sort of silly dance? Oh, you know, that's <laughs> actually not a bad idea. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's God. like pay for the whole Kickstarter kind of tier or like yeah. uh, fund the whole Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm also uh, very excited to be able to talk about my my new updated website, which is uh, either maxdavenportio.com or maxbarlowdavenport.com. Uh, those two URLs will take you to uh, my sort of online hub, where you can get prints. You can even get a copy of issue one of Tyrant Fall. Uh, I'm going to slowly be building out um, some merch offerings like stickers and stuff as well as um, uh, original art. Um, I'll be posting some pages uh, on there that, that will be available for purchase as well. Um, and then uh, it's still young, so I don't have a newsletter yet, but um, that is the plan to eventually get some kind of like an email list going and uh if you're interested in commissioning me for like one-off things uh i want to be able to use that site to do that as well very cool uh, yeah thanks that's gonna Matt be linked in the show both of our ears poked perked up when we heard that so <laughs> yeah i have i have i got an original sketch last year from you because i think i got the early bird tier and oh, nice. um and uh i love that thing it's awesome. I appreciate it, uh, you have it on display. It's great. Very cool. Um, awesome. And I, 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 I kind of poo pooed Instagram earlier uh, 
I'm I I still am active there. It's just it's uh it's not getting so much attention as Twitter. That's all. Oh. Valid. Cool. Yeah. So we'll we'll link all of that in the show notes. Uh, Brennan, you gave us the uh, the elevator pitch, and you know we want to drive people to this um, pre-launch page. You know we're recording in the in the middle of March here. What is your um, launch date? Uh, so it's going to launch on uh, April first. April first, oh. the official launch launch date. Yeah, very cool. Do you want to, uh, you know, you gave us the elevator pitch. You want to talk it up one last time? Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, Timefall, it's Kung Fu fantasy set in this war, war-torn world. Like, as you, you know, not to talk about all the visuals that we just sent uh, you guys, but, you know, there's all kinds of these war machines that are just still around, still active, Um they're going to be everywhere throughout the series. Some of them new, some of them old. Uh, but it's at its core, it's about a young woman who's trying to get uh, revenge for her family's death. Uh, but when she gets the chance to take down the superhuman tyrant that was responsible, uh, she it her mission is complicated by this this strange elven boy that she finds and you know from there you know rescuing him it's just the first domino in this long chain of, of events that's going to uh if i was to give him if i'm given my 32 issues it's going to change their whole world and it just starts from this this one simple act and it goes from there and you see a good chunk you see a bit of that a solid chunk of that in these Five, this five issue arc but it gets even bigger you know as if the series were to go on very cool um yeah we're gonna have a, a link to that in, in the show notes um there'll also be a second uh, pre-launch link in the show notes that's going to be for metal eagle um that's a series that i've created noah is the letterer on that book if you want to follow our podcast we are on twitter and that is construct Compod. Instagram is at Constructing Comics Pod and Facebook is Constructing Comics. Just once again, want to thank everybody for uh, listening. Please be safe, be nice to each other, and go out there and make some comics. Thank you.